0: Indoors or out, no one relaxes. In March, that month of wind and taxes, the wind will presently disappear. The taxes last us all the year. From Ogden Nash, 1902 to 1971. Good morning, everyone. I'm Rob McCall. This is the Awanajo Almanac, a collection of natural and unnatural events, rank, opinion, and wild speculation devoted to feeling at home in nature and breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation. And this is the Almanac for February 27th to March 6th, 2015. We're coming up on the full worm moon. Here's some natural events for this quarter moon this week we bid a fond farewell to february for another year if nothing else it gave us a store of weather lore to impart to our grandchildren just as our grandparents did to us the snow is still deep all around and the cold continues but the sun is crawling higher into the sky every day and the length of day about 11 hours, is the same now as mid-September and getting longer. So thrifty Mainers can wait until almost supper time now to turn on the lights. Icicles hanging from the roof begin dripping and shrinking by mid-morning on sunny days and dribble merrily on until the sun begins to sink in the afternoon. And then the crystal spears drip slower and grow longer. Reaching down and down to touch the snowdrifts until they freeze again come evening. Every now and then, a row of these icy spikes will come crashing down from the eaves to startle anyone who might be in the house at the time with fears of a collapsing roof or an errant plow truck. March may come in like a lion, or it may come in like a lamb, according to the old wisdom, but it's just as likely to come in like a mixture of both, which would be what? Well, maybe a polar bear, soft and woolly, but also dangerously carnivorous. Still, on the first day of March, it's only three weeks until the first day of spring. This thought brings some hope to the winter-weary heart, though hardly a case of spring fever yet because it, it's still close to three months before the apples and the lilacs come into bloom along the coast of Maine. In fact, those vernal days are almost as far ahead of us as Thanksgiving is behind us. Here's a rank opinion. One benefit of winter is that it can come close to overwhelming the works of mankind. And certainly this winter has come close to that. But wait, did you say benefit? Yes, Benefit to sally forth across the snowpack on snowshoes, to fish on a frozen lake, or to haul in some groceries or firewood during a roaring blizzard is to feel the forces of nature at their fullest. When we're tempted by schemes of world domination or exploitation, it is a benefit to feel this primal power that we did not make, but made us. The hush of the snow or the sound of the wind drowns out the man-made echo chamber of media nattering and noise, the human bubble, the distorted feedback loop we live in that is all about the Oscars or the candidates or the merchandise or the latest outrages or atrocities men visit upon each other. The power of winter is not by, for, from or about us. It comes directly from the creator of heaven and earth and brings to those who have ears to hear it a message from eternity. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? And finally, a couple of seed pods for you to carry around with you. First from Charles Dickens. 1812 to 1870. It was one of those March days when the sun shines hot and the wind blows cold, when it was summer in the light and winter in the shade. And from the American naturalist Joseph Wood Crooch, 1893 to 1970. The most serious charge that can be brought against New England is not Puritanism,